This episode is brought to you by Daytona's Kitchen Creative Catering. We have been busy. And Daytona's has been busy. Daytona's has been busy being recognized in the community with the Walleye 2020. Now count this. Count it. Best kid-friendly restaurant in the top three. Best restaurant in the top three. Best business launch in the top three. Best server, Jennifer Stone. First spot. Congratulations. Best head chef in the top three. And best breakfast in the top three. Did you count this? Did you count it? This is Daytona's Kitchen, recognized by the community for their outstanding performance. Let's talk about our daily specials, Daytona's Kitchen Creative Catering. We got Thursdays, two-piece fish and chips with Costler, $17 from 4 p.m. till close. Yeah, if you're not into fish, I get it. What about Friday? We got ramen night from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. That's good. And then uh, prime rib, right? Everybody loves prime rib. Saturday night, $25 premium prime rib super salad from 4 p.m. till close. Now, very special. On Sundays, we got $12 burger with a side and kids eat free. Did you hear that? Kids eat free from 12 that's noon till close. They tone us. So, please, if you want to order, due to the current circumstances, is pick up or take, so take out or delivery. All right? This is this week. You can order at 807-622-2169. I say that again, 622-2169. And then you place your order and you enjoy your food. And it's made locally. Mmm, it's good stuff. Daytona's Kitchen Creative Catering. Thank you so much. And now enjoy the episode. This is the Michael Ed Show, episode 56. We are back tonight. Very special in the internet with the Zoom and everything. We have Aldo Roberto. Please give it up. The music is playing. Are you, are you a dancer? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I am. I don't know. This cool cup. Maybe, yeah, 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 it does, it does, it does. Right. Uh, We're live. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Michael. Thank you for having me on the show. Wonderful to be here. You are a seasoned interviewer. I don't know if I'm seasoned or not, Michael. I've done a few. I've seen you. I've seen you on YouTube and on your YouTube channel there. I I love what you're doing there. That's amazing. Thank you. Just trying to get information out there. One of the hardest things to do is get the right information. Mm. Yeah, you like you had a really fancy microphone. You talked to Gavin from Afloat. I checked that one out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love Gavin. I love Afloat. I think it's one of the best things that came to, into our city. Uh, wonderful experience. I don't know if people have ever been to the Afloat, but if they haven't, they should just check check it out because it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Do you do you float? Yes, I do. Oh yeah. Like every once a month or something like that. Well, yeah, I try to get in there as often as, as I can. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's very. I know it sounds crazy. I'm a very hyper type of person. I'm always active. Yes. But when you're in that, uh, when you're in that cylinder, uh, everything's shut off. Your mind gets like a a, a mindful rest because mm. there's nothing to do but float and relax. And it's really, it's actually a good thing for your body. It's like recharging your mind, recharging your battery. 
Uh, it's great. And it has a lot of physical and mental uh, properties that really uh, help you in the long run in terms of longevity. So mm. I strongly suggest it for people. Okay. So how do you feel when you get out of it? Well, the first time I got out, I, th I think I fell asleep inside there because I was so relaxed. <laughs> when I got out, honestly, I had a hard time walking to the chair. I was so relaxed. Wow. Uh, but each time you go in, it's a different type of experience, it seems, you know. The mm. next time, my mind was relaxing. I was just bouncing back and forth and, and trying to relax because it's very hyper. I got a lot of things on my mind, right? Yes. But I, I find being in something like that, you're forced to stop everything. There's no, there's no cell phone in your hand, mm. you know. So it's kind of good. You, people like me need that. Yes. You are very driven, right? You got like, I get this. You're like, oh, let's get it done. It's called insanity. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big disease. It's spread all over. Some of us have it. <laughs> yes. It's a drive. Is it a drive? Um, born with it. You're born, born with, with it, it, eh? It's, yeah. It's that's a philosophy. I mean. It's a way of life. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess being born in the 50s, um, you, uh, you're raised a certain way in an immigrant family, you know, where you're taught, you got to work, mm. you work for everything you have. There's yes. no, there's nothing's given, uh, you know, you're, you're grateful for everything you have. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I can go through the history of my parents coming from an immigrant country and being here and, and, you know, being raised in an area where everybody was an immigrant. We are all in the same boat sort of thing. It's true. Very few people could speak the language. Mm. I spoke uh, English when I went to school. Yeah. So my first language was Italian for the first five years. Beautiful. So, you know, which is interesting now, but back then it was difficult, you know, when mm. you're going through school. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a something of, you know, most immigrants go through the same story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some a little harder than others, but uh, most people that I know that come to this country are hardworking, uh, dedicated to their families, uh, work hard, and mm. they're driven. They're driven to be successful or try to be successful. Yeah. It's like, you know? it's like another life, another opportunity, and you give it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Michael, you know, one thing I got to say, it doesn't, you know, a lot of the immigrants that I grew up with, they're not, they weren't born rich. They weren't in rich areas. You know what they had? No. They had love. Oh, love okay. From the family. They yeah. had support from their family. Passion. Passion. Yeah. Passion. That's the word. Mm. And, The love they got from their families is what made them keep going, driven them, mm. so that when they became adults, they did the same thing for their kids, or they do the same thing for their kids. They work for their kids, not yes. necessarily for themselves. That that philosophy is, is getting dwindled, or it's not around as much as it used to be. That's for sure. Mm. It's it, but you're right. It gets passed on. Yes. Yes. It, you learn through um, you learn through immersion, I guess. You learn through being around it. Whether it's told to you or whether it's shown to you, yes, you learn it. And yes. you know what? If you do get slapped around a little bit for doing something wrong, you understand. You pay. The, you you have a consequence to your action. Yes. You, you realize, okay, I, you know, I, I know that you know my parents loved me. I know that they slapped me out when I did something wrong, and I'll tell you right now, I deserved it for sure. Because <laughs> I was one of those kids, right? I mean, yeah, I was a bad kid too. Oh boy, I kind I kind of sense that. I got that sense that that feeling, especially when I see that that Thunder Bay flag in the back. I'm wondering, did he steal that? <laughs> no, no, no. There's only one place you can get it in town. Mayor Hardware. Yeah, beautiful. Good <laughs> shot. Good shot. I, love I got it. one there too. Yes, yes. You know, it's like good place right on Algoma. It's beautiful area. I love it. I love that area. Um, yeah, it's, I actually, love it's that May. area. It's May May Street, right? It's on Algoma. It's on Algoma. Yeah, May Street yeah. is on the side. Okay, yeah. 
My bad. Oh, no, you're, oh, you're in the Fort William one. Sorry, you're, you're on Simpson then. No, no, no. I'm on, on, on Port Arthur side. So you're on Algoma Street, yeah. 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 I grew up in that neighborhood, eh? So that's why I know that neighborhood very, very, very well. Mm. Very well. So born and raised in Thunder Bay? Yes, born, raised in Thunder Bay. My, like I said, my parents were first-generation uh, immigrants. Yeah. I was born here, but my parents couldn't speak English, so obviously, I, you know, they couldn't. And here's another funny thing uh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, people say to you, you got to read to your kids every night, right? Sure, well, I do, I do. Well, no, that's good. But here, here's the funny part. All my friends who also had Italian parents that couldn't speak English, nobody got read to. Half of them became English teachers. <laughs> so I don't know if that theory holds true or not. Mm. And the funny thing is, I love reading, even yes. though no one read to me. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's kind of mm. how you develop. That's you. Yeah. yeah. You do what you do. Yeah, the teachers always say reading is really good before developing the brain. Yeah, everything's very good. If you're doing things, it's good for the brain. I, Whether I agree. you're reading or doing something else, mm. you know, uh, it, yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt you, that's for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's not the only thing. Is what I'm trying to say, I guess. There's other things that will develop that brain, that mind, you know? Like what? Uh, you know, activities. Ah. Activities, problem solving, mm. uh, playing games. Um, and here's one thing that's good for you to, to sort of pass on, I guess. Sports and yes. games, especially um, especially unofficial sports. Okay. Sports that you play on your own with your friends, right? Ah. What it develops is interpersonal skills because you have to, there's no rules or there's rules and you have to obey the rules. But when someone doesn't, you have to figure it out yourselves. Yeah. So interpersonal skills have to kick in. You're negotiating, mm. you're intimidating, Keeping the peace. you're threatening, whatever it is. Peace, <laughs> whatever it is, right? You yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Which high school did you go to? I went to PACI. Okay. Uh, Port Arthur Collection of Italians. Oh, good. Well, good time? A absolutely. One of the best uh, experiences I ever had in my life. Mm. And here's the funny part about that. Um, I went to a Catholic school up to grade nine. Then I went to a public school, right? Because there was no Catholic high school at the time. Ah. Ah. So it brought in Catholics and non-Catholics together, mm. two religions back then that kind of had a different thinking about each other. Sure. All Catholics were going to go to hell and all Protestants were going to go to hell. Depends on where you sat, which way you thought, right? Yeah, yeah. But by going to a public school where we meshed together, it was one of the greatest experiences of all. I, I, I think it was a wonderful thing. We got to understand each other, understand each other's ways and mm. you know, ways of doing things and cultures, etc. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, like, like, like an eye-opener? To a certain degree, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. When my friends who were uh, English, Protestant, raised a certain way, right, mm. come for lunch, they would bring a jelly sandwich or a peanut butter sandwich or something like that. One or two. I would come with eight or nine sandwiches of, uh, you know, pepperonis, mm. uh, mulujani, mozzarella, whatever, fried potatoes. It was like a picnic basket. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I love that. I love it. And then you, let's skip a little bit. You graduated. What did you, like, You always did you always excel in school? Was school like your thing, or did you more yeah, like? I had the highest marks, like uh, 61, 59. Mm. Uh, I thought they were high in terms of marks, but I guess I wasn't on the on the list of uh, academia. Yeah, academia. But uh, I was good in sports. I love sports. Mm. Uh, that was one thing I did love. And I and what people didn't know was in grade uh, 12 and 13, we used to work at the drive-in theater. 
mm-hmm. at nighttime or at the Odeon Theater at nighttime and get it. We had a job. So we would we'd go to school, play sports, and then we'd go to work. Yes. And the drive-in would start at 11 o'clock at night and finish at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. <sighs> so I did and uh, I guess university, I went to university and, and I went into uh, physical education and outdoor recreation. Okay. So, wow. Okay. Sport was very big for you then. Yes, it was. Um, but our main uh, program was outdoor rec. They just started it. It was a three-year program combined with physical education. Mm-hmm. But they, they made a mistake though, because in three years, we got a phys ed degree and an outdoor rec degree. Wow. So they tried to keep us an extra year. Saying, hey, wait a minute, you, we made a mistake here. Hang on, guys. <laughs> Stay here. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, I did graduate. In- uh, I decided when I finished. You're cutting out a little bit of the microphone. Are you covering it? No, that's my, my hot water. It's boiled. Now it's singing. Ah, okay, maybe that's what it is. It tells me the water's boiled. Okay. Well, you should, you should make a tea. Hey, one second. And go, go for it. So while Aldo's making a tea, you can guess what kind of tea is he going to make. Is he going to make a peppermint tea tonight? Or is he a chai person? Or what about a blueberry tea? More like the fruity kind. Who will okay. know and guess it correctly? All right, sorry. Okay. That's good. All right. Um, what kind of tea do you make? Uh, it wasn't a tea. It was hot water with uh, ginseng and honey and lemon. Oh. It just, it's that, that, there's no tea in it, but uh, mm. just those ingredients. You know what I mean? Yeah, like freshly squeezed lemon juice. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like different flavors in the hot water. And um, I try to drink as much water as I possibly can. I have a five-gallon tank at my office, mm. and I just drink water all day and, and at night as much as I possibly can. Yes. Um, I guess it'll help me in the long run. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's supposed to be good for you, right? It is. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. To you. No, cheers. Thank you. I gotta wait till it cools down and burn my lip, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's still hot. That's good. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so so you, you finished university? Yes. And then I went to... Uh, Hairdressing school. Ah, in Toronto. I broke up with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we broke up. And uh, mm. I was feeling down, so my brother phoned me one day and said, "Hey, why don't you come to hairdressing?" I said, "Okay." I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So I hung up the phone, and I, did, I said to myself, "What the hell did you just do?" <laughs> okay. And then I thought about it. I said, "You know what? I'm gonna get out of town for a while." And you know, here's the thing, right? When you live in Thunder Bay all your life. You want to go somewhere else to try it out because you think the grass is greener somewhere else. It's true. So this is an opportunity for me as a young person to leave the city and experience different things, which yeah. was which was excellent for me. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I wound up going to Toronto, and um, it's the funniest thing in the world because uh, my skills were super lousy because I was trained in sports with large mortal skills, mm-hmm. how to catch a football, how to kick a soccer ball, how to play basketball. Now I was trying to put like little fine rollers in people's hairs and use scissors and that. Mm. I learned, I learned and I learned very well. I I graduated and then I did something that most people don't do. I went to the best place in the city and probably in the country and probably one of the top 10 places in the world. It was the Del Sassoon in Toronto at the time. All right. To do an apprenticeship after I had my license. Nobody does that. Mm. You got your license, you're usually a hairdresser, right? But I went to go back to become an apprentice yeah. because in the 1970s, um, 
hairstylists from around the world were coming to Toronto because Canada had the lowest taxes. So we had 50, 52 hairstylists there. Uh, of the hairstylists that were there, this is Vidal Sassoon. We had them from Germany, Rome, Japan, uh, all over the world coming there mm. uh, to experience what was going on and to teach and to, you know, do super successful. Anyway, they taught me. I learned the Vidal Sassoon method. Uh, in the meantime, my brother, who's also a hairstylist, came back to Thunder Bay. I came back, helped him out a little bit, but I still stayed in school. Till I, I still stayed at Vidal Sassoon's to get as much experience as I possibly can. Yeah, for how when long? I came back, yeah. Um, I came back with my brother. We started Sheer Heaven. Sheer Heaven. Oh, Sheer Heaven. Okay. Ah, we always thought, where do you want to go when you die? Sheer Heaven. Yes. So, you know, yeah. heaven. It's a good place. It's a good <laughs> place to fantastic, be. <laughs> fantastic place to be. Because uh, here's one thing. Here's another important thing that we always thought our philosophy. Well, work and fun were the same word for us. Mm. When we went to work, we changed the word work to fun. We're yes. going to have some fun today. So every time we went to work, we had a mindset that it was going to be a good time. Mm. And uh, we always we tried to make it fun for the staff. We tried to make it fun for the people that came, the customers. We had great atmosphere. We were disciplined. We were good. We had classes twice a week for our staff Beautiful. to come up to date. We also did something that probably not too many salons do. We started an education program. So that we had the top speakers on at that time tapes, or you know tapes at that time. Oh yeah, to learn this. about the psychology of working with people, the psychology of yourself, sort of like um, training your mind, training your body, train all that sort of stuff. But this, you got to remember, this was years ahead of its time. Yes, and it was an investment by us to do that with the staff. Mm. But we knew. That if you train people correctly, mentally and physically, but mentally more important than anything, then you're going to get people that are happier and better. Having said that, people are people, right? Yes. One, sorry, one question. Do you think mentally is more important than physically, like training? Yes. Yes, okay. Because you could be the best cutter in the world, but if you got no personality or you can't read the client, who cares? I you could be the worst cutter in the world, but mm. if you got a personality, they'll stick around with for a while at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Is that where you learn to, um, not to read people, but like interact with people, understand people, drive conversations? No. Uh, I shouldn't say no. That was one of the places. Yeah. The place I learned that was when I was between 9 and 13 years old. Uh, I worked in it. My dad had a pool hall and a barbershop. Okay. Okay, so as a kid, I used to go in grade six, grade five, grade six, grade seven, grade eight. I think I went all the way to grade nine. Mm. Uh, I was working in the pool hall after school, except when there were sports. And uh, I had to, uh, at that age, I had to deal with adults all the time, right? Sure. And I used to collect the money, sell cigarettes, chips, pop, mm. rack up the balls, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I learned my interpersonal skills, or a lot of it, mm. there. I wasn't intimidated by adults anymore as a, a young man, a young kid. Yeah. I dealt with adults all my life, right? So interesting. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Were you a shy person when you were a kid? Absolutely. Not in the pool, but in the classroom. I was probably probably a little shyer. Yeah. I, I kind of grew out of that as I got older. Mm-hmm. But up to probably grade 12, I was probably a pretty shy guy. Yeah, same here. I'm kidding. Yeah. Are you the same or what? Were you a shy guy? Yeah, I was. I was the guy who always blushes. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, but that's okay, you know. That's okay. That yeah. that's a good 
thing. That, that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing, I think, you know? Yeah, it's emotions. And, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And as you're dealing with more and more with people, you become more of an extrovert, although you enjoy your quiet time, you enjoy your peaceful time when you have it. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. So, like, how did you get into politics then? Oh, good question. This is the funniest thing, I guess. Okay, well, you know, I went to Germany with my family when I was... I took a, okay, we were working for 10 years in the salon. We mm. were super successful, okay? Yeah. We won the world championship in New York City. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, i got to give you a little background there. Yeah, So, um, my brother and I, and we had other st staff that went to different competitions. My brother was excellent. He was awesome, because mm. that's his first love, okay, is, is styling. Yes. He came in first in Toronto, Winnipeg, and in, and in New York, He won the silver, bronze, and gold three years in a row. Okay, wow. I came in fifth, but I'm not. That's not my first love. My first love was sports. Mm. Okay, and I, I, I guess hairdressing was just a fun thing. It's just I always thought I was going to do something else. Anyway, after about 10 years, I asked every single older person, "What is your biggest regret in life?" Okay, that's a good guess question. That's a big question. Good question. What is yours? My biggest regret in my life? Yeah. Uh, I should have had kids earlier, maybe. Okay. I had the first one with, I was, he's six now. I had my first one with 30. Oh, that's young. That's still young. Yeah, but you know, a little bit earlier would have been better, I think. <laughs> no, you're good. Nowadays, that's nothing, right? That's nothing nowadays. Just so young, trust me. I, I know that's true. When I dropped him off the daycare, I was always the young guy. But I mean, like, it changed a bit. But I think personally, maybe two more years earlier, it would have been fine. Well, if, if you want to feel better, and I don't want to hurt my brother or, or offend him, but uh, he had twins when uh, he was 58 years old. 58? So, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, so anyway, you're not looking at put, – put yourself in that comparison. All of a sudden, you're a young man having kids, right? I guess you're right. <laughs> so what do you think the biggest – okay, so that – for other people, what do you think the number one biggest regret is? How they spent their time. Close. Very, very, very close. You're almost right on. Hmm. So that question was answered pretty well nine out of ten times by the same answer. When they were younger, they were so busy working that when they got home, they didn't have time to spend with their kids because they were tired, they're exhausted, they had a million things to do. So there was that regret. And then when they were successful, they got successful, whatever happened, it was kind of too late. The kids were older, and they wish – He had spent that time, right? Yes. So I, I learned that. I said to myself, okay, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to jump on it. So my wife uh, was thinking about applying to teach overseas. I said, hey, good, mm. go for it. She said, what about you? What about your job? I said, listen, don't worry about me. We're going. Sign up. Put you, and, and she put the application in. I went and bought the, the tourist books already before we even got accepted. <laughs> Thinking positive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, This is after 10 years of being in business, and we were at the top. Wow. But I said, you know what? I told my brother, I said, I'm leaving. He goes, are you crazy? I said, yes, I am. But I don't want to be regretting anything later on in life. My kids were three and four years old at the time. Three and four, four and five. Time. Yeah. So I said, okay, let's go. Mm. And we went. It was probably the best decision I ever made in my life. That's good to hear. Ever, 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 ever. Because I spent those two years uh, with my kids – I babysat the first half, uh, the first year I, I worked in the afternoons as a teacher. Mm. 
uh, talk for Zed. I, I went for the interview and they're interviewing teachers from all over. And when they interviewed me, I had I didn't have my teaching certificate, but they asked me a few questions. Says, well, uh, well no, why should we hire you? I said, well, they said, can you handle grade seven and eight kids? <laughs> I said, listen, I worked at the prison farm. I worked at the prison farm when I was going through university as a recreationist. Mm. I said, if I can handle the prisoners, I'm sure I can handle grade seven and eight. Yeah, right? your personality, for sure it can. It was no problem. So the guy hired me. Uh, <laughs> they're still protesting to this day that they hired an unofficial teacher. <laughs> but having said that, at the end of two years, they were going to close the base. They had one more year left. My contract was two years. Okay. They asked me to stay an extra year and nobody else. So I said, to him, I said to him, what about my wife? He says, we'll get her a job, but we want you to stay mm. and teach kindergarten to grade 13 for Zed. Okay. I said, I phoned my brother, and, and it was two years away, and, and our families were starting to miss us and the grandchildren, right? Yeah, yeah. So we had to make a decision. We made a decision to go back, and mm. I, I, you know, I, we went back. But that's okay. I had a piece of the pie. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and uh, Michael, in those two years, uh, we traveled extensively throughout Germany. And throughout Europe. Yes. And even to Russia, Turkey, wherever. Mm. Because we had so many holidays. We had a great lifestyle there. Everything was pretty well covered by the military. It's so That's close too, right? Amazing. Yes. Um, but what I learned, watching all the places I went, I learned about people. I learned how they live. I'm looking at what they're doing to get their lifestyle. And the one thing that struck with me was always the quality of life. Okay. So going back to your question, why did I go into politics? Yeah. I never intended to go into politics. What happened was I came back and I had an idea about I was in Germany, I was into Holland and all these places. We had these bike paths, right? Separated bike bike paths. So I said, yeah. Hey, there's a great idea for Thunder Bay. So I went to see the mayor at the time. I talked to counselors, and they all go, Yeah, this is a great idea. So time came for them to actually put the money in. They didn't. Mm. So the next election, I went back again and said, Hey guys, can you do this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't do it. They didn't do so it I again. Said, you know what? I said, okay, that's two times. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, so I ran. I ran. When, what year is that? The first time. That was, uh, that was uh, let's see, that was uh, 14 years ago. Okay. And um, I lost the first time. Mm. So I had to wait. I think it was three years. I lost the second time. But one thing you have to understand about me. Remember we talked about growing up? Yes. Your values. You believe in something, you don't give up. Yes. Right? So six years I waited. Yes. Right? And then I got in. Wow. But one of the things that helped me was I said to myself, okay, what do I have to do to win? They said, you have to get your name out there. So I went to the I went to the uh, paper, local paper, it's going to be source first, mm. and I wrote for them. And then I went to the News Chronicle and wrote for them for five years. I wrote a column called Carpe Diem. Um, you Peace said day. day. Yeah. So... You speak I Latin? I have a tattoo on my hand here. Ooh. Okay, carpe diem. How much did that hurt? It didn't hurt, actually. That one, no? No, no I, I have a few tattoos on me, but they don't, it didn't hurt that much. No, I got a good guy. Oh. He looks after Okay. Um, but, you know, one thing I learned about that was, and it actually, a, it's a strength and a weakness, is that I learned how to edit stories. So when I'm on Facebook, my problem is, when someone asks me a question, because of my editing, I try to shorten the answer as short as possible. Mm. Because the shorter you have the answer, the the stronger it is in writing for columns. Okay. But maybe on Facebook, it's not a good idea because I come across as arrogant, cold, uh, straight to the point, not mm. not very warm and fuzzy. Mm. So I'm learning, I'm learning to to 
expand my my answers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you know, some I think information compressed into a solid, short answer is a good thing. It is, but like some people get it, some people don't. So you have to write at a probably a grade six, grade seven level, mm. you know, to to get people to truly understand. Having said that, here's the one of the most important things I did learn in terms of communication. And everything else, yes, elevate to simplicity. Elevate to simplicity. Don't lower it to simplicity. Elevate it. Mm. So what I mean by that, and I've said that to the city officials many times. I said, hey, you write reports. Some of them are too complex. People don't understand them. Make it simple so it's easier. Mm. And, are, and, and in that fact, you are right. When you simplify or shorten everything to make it as easy as possible, it's easy to digest. However, complex situations and, and complex issues cannot be said in one sentence or a paragraph and that's one of the problems with social media i understand you, know, you got a complex issue and the guy wants a a, a, a one-line answer which you, you have to type for five years mm. and so i always write down call me you know respond. <laughs> yes you know how many phone calls i've had in 14 years no five. how many <laughs> five <laughs> uh, how how is social media for you like is it is You know, I, I saw you on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you know, you were approachable. I, I, we messengered right on Facebook. It, it works for you, right? Um, originally, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, the worst thing in my life. I wish I'd never started, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like a disease. You get hooked on it after, right? You go to, I go to check my email, and then I go to social media, and then it's an hour later that I'm flipping through things. So I just lost an hour of my time. And, and you know what? Time, there's only so much. It's super hours. valuable. Yeah. This thing destroys your time. Mm. And what I've learned about that is, you saw what happened on the news today, social media and Washington. Yes, Did I see what it. happened in Washington? Yeah, somebody got shot and the, they, went, they stormed the building, right? They stormed the building at, the, I guess, the, the, uh, where the Congress was. And again, you know, here, this is the problem with social media. Everybody's a genius. Everybody's a doctor now, talking about uh, the effects of everything. Mm. Everybody's an expert in every single field because their friend told them or they got it from a source. Yes. Uh, facts don't care about emotions. Mm. Okay, so people are very emotional and they believe what they want to believe. Yes. When you sort of say, hey, well, you know, you could be wrong. And there's a nice way to talk. There's civility in social media, or should be. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of gone, and people think it's okay to say whatever you want to say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and it's led to some of these people being jerks mm. who 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 just say whatever they want. And, and if you want to argue with them, there's an old saying: "Fight with a pig, you both get dirty." Okay. The difference is the difference is the pig likes it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Sometimes you say to yourself, why am I arguing with this dummy yeah, yeah. and wasting my time because the time is valuable when I could be doing something more useful and talking to people that actually, you know, understand and want to make a difference. It's true. So every once in a while, I will respond. Like I'll talk to some people that are arguing with me or doing something. And, and you know, they call me arrogant. They call me this. They call me, I'm the biggest racist in Thunder Bay. I'm the biggest loser. I'm the biggest uh, whatever you want to say. Right? Yeah. Um, because they don't agree with me or whatever. I don't call people names mm. I, try, i never try to disrespect people until they disrespect me okay okay i try to be civil 
I try to be respectful. Yes. But, you know, uh, you don't reciprocate, then I treat you a different way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, anyway. I try not and to. I try not to engage at all. If somebody has like puts you down, I just like delete. It's okay, you know. That's that's your opinion. Well, I've I blocked about three hundred people, mm. so I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, the the problem there is, and this is one of the things that really is upsetting to me, and I think to most people, is sometimes these people who think they have a lot of power on social media, say derogatory things to people, and that attracts people. The mm-hmm. problem is sometimes these people believe them. That's yeah. what kills me. Mm-hmm. So when I respond to somebody, I'm not really responding to them. I'm educating the people that are reading the comments, all the other people. So you're trying to give information. And I will say this, Michael, because this is good to have a show like this, because you can, you can cover all kinds of issues. You can talk about you have time to do it. We don't need uh, we don't have a ten minute clip on the news nope. or three minute clip on the or two minute clip on the on the radio. It's true. Where how are you going to uh, you know address a, a racist issue in ten seconds? Nah. Oh here, let's talk about racism. Okay, go ahead. What it's, what do you think? It's impossible. You know, yeah, mm. Exactly. But someone could say you're a racist and it, in one line, you don't have to defend it. You don't have to say they don't care. And then people believe that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's okay. Nice insane. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But you know, I know also that you know who you are and your values are very strong and driven, right? You you are you serving uh, the city and you're doing everything you can. Well, I, I will say this. Um I love the city. I've lived in other cities, I've traveled ex- like I said extensively, I've lived in other countries, and when I compare the lifestyle, the, the lifestyle of the working man. In each country, and apples to apples, because I look at what's going on. Mm. I'm a very simpleton, and I mean that as I'm, I'm a simpleton. I'm I'm simple. I don't need much. I need a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm happy. There you go. Okay. When I compare the lifestyles of what we have here, how lucky we are to live here, regardless of what you hear in the media and what you hear on social media, I if I could live anywhere in the world if I want, mm. and I would do that. If I was not happy here, I'd pack my things and I'd go live somewhere else. Yes. I would. Yes. I believe you. But I, I, love, I love it here. It's mm. a great lifestyle. Yeah. It's a great lifestyle if if you take advantage of it. But there's a lot of people that are saying like this, well, you need money to do things. No, you don't. You can go cross-country skiing for free in the bush on public land, on, mm. on golf courses. You can go snowshoeing, walking. We're surrounded by beauty. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Affordability. And, you know, yeah, more, yeah. It's big. Affordability is critical. Mm-hmm. You know? Aldo, what did you feel when you got elected first time? I was so happy. I was so happy. It, 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 was, one of the, it, was, a, it was a very happy moment for me because you know what? It was like, wow, here's a kid, an immigrant son, <laughs> who grew up on Secord Street yes. with all the other immigrants, all of us together. Our, the, I got to say this. We, we didn't have much hope in school, okay? No one's going to say, hey, this guy's going to be a council of the city at some day. They might have said I wound up in prison. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. They might have said I would have been, uh, you know, some 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 business guy. Okay, great, I could get that. Mm. But no one would have thought that you know you'd be at a council because nobody in my family or circle, my friend circle, nobody was a counselor. We didn't know any counselors. We never associated with any anybody politically. Yeah. Nobody. I never had a political will. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. I, I and I, I, I just I, I was very happy. I was very excited. I, like I said, I love the city. I love the people. 
And whether you like me, whether you don't, you got to understand one thing. I do whatever I can for the benefit of all. Mm. Whether you believe that or not, that's up to you. But I know what I'm doing when I do things. I look at that one question. Does it benefit all? Yes. That's the one question you ask. Okay. And sometimes we make decisions, and this is the hardest part about it, Michael. Sometimes the decision we make is going to impact someone negatively, but it's the benefit of all. Yes. And you know what? I feel terrible sometimes mm-hmm. when I have to make that decision because I can empathize with that person. And I'll give you an example. You have a house. There's an empty lot beside your house. Mm. We rezone that empty lot to put an apartment building. Mm-hmm. Your house value just dropped 50% or 20% or 30%, whatever it did. Yes. You're shade. You don't have the shade in there. You got no more sun. Yeah. Yeah, it's good for the city. You got more taxes. You got people living. You got infilling. Mm. But the poor guy next door, I feel for that person. And that's the hardest thing I find is when we impact someone negatively. You know for the mean? greater that's good. It's very, it does not make me feel good at all. Yes. It does not make me feel good at all. Mm. How do you handle that? Is that stress for you? Yeah. Yeah. I got to say it is. Mm. It, is. it hurts. Do you do like. It hurts because I know that the person has a family. I know what it takes to. I've seen people struggle all my life in terms of working to do to get better and to make their life better. Mm. So when I see that, that has an impact on me. It has to have an impact on you. Yes. If not, I don't know if you're human. You know what I'm trying to say? You have to have emotions yes. when you deal with people. I, I think that's important. That's critical. Yeah, uh, it's not. Uh, I like that. Super fun. You know? I like that. You know, it's good to have a conscious consciousness. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. Yeah. I have it. I, you know, I make decisions and sometimes I say to myself, yeah, yeah, you know, I made the decision and it's the right decision for everybody. But wow, man, I don't know, man. If I, 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 I empathize too much, I think sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm. But, and then other times, I got to say this, you know, you make decisions that are amazing, but nobody knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand it. Okay. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. They don't understand it. Don't get it. Why is they that? They don't want to hear about it. Sorry? Why is that? Why, do, why does? Uh, it's us. It's communication. Okay. It's communication. Mm. Okay. And as you know, Michael, if you say something like, you know, uh, Aldo Roberto's a drug addict, he's an alcoholic, he's a pedophile, he's a murderer. Everybody's going to watch your show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, who is this guy? He's a counselor. Hey, well, okay. Okay. If you say Aldo's a nice guy, who, who wants to Who cares, right? Mm. So let me give you an example, I guess, you know. Um, we took down that, uh, that overpass at the, at the walkway yes. from the Prince Arthur. Yes. Okay, so the budget was, I think, was... 1.2 million. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They inspected the bridge. Everything they inspected, they looked at, everything was great, whatever. So they take it down, they take the top off, and they find more, more damage. It's rotten. And they realize that something, some moisture had gotten in and damaged this other part. Yeah. So now we got to increase it. Okay. So that cost us an extra 500,000. Yes. I think that was. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, get this. What people don't talk about the bridge that they're building a curtain river. The estimates were $13 million, mm. okay? The contractor who came in was a local guy. He's doing it for $7 million. He saved us $5 million. That's huge. $5 million. That's huge. How many times you hear that news? Mm. How many times you hear that repeated on social media? Mm. None. It's huge. You know, the budget. You the want bu- something bigger? The gross, the gross budget is $426 million, right, this year? 
thought it was 300 and something, whatever, a million. Yes. The, the yes, growth, big, the growth. Big, big and then it goes down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 What's next? Here's something. Okay, so Mike, I'm going to tell you this one because this is a really good one. Mm. Uh, it's the hospital. The city gave the hospital $5 million about uh, five, six years ago, seven years ago. Mm. I can't remember. Do you remember thinking about that? Not particular. Maybe a little bit, if you okay. elaborate a little bit more. But first, have another zip of that hot water. Five million dollars. Yeah, we gained five million dollars to start the research department at the hospital. Oh, for the heart. So what they did for no for everything. This oh. is not the heart. That's okay. another. That's another story. Okay. So five million dollars. They put in some money. They got some government funding. They started this research center. The first thing they did is they re- they brought in fourteen world researchers. Now I'm going to put it in comparison to music. They brought in Bono. They brought in the Rolling Stones. They brought in the Beatles. Mm. They're the top of the world in research. Okay. Guy from Australia, person from Israel, Germany, from all over the world. Mm. Their specialties range in cancer detection to cancer uh, uh, medicines to cancer delivery. Those 14 people established their own research in their own departments, right? Yeah. We now, have, so they had to hire PhD students from the university who hired master's students or then whatever. Then they, they collaborated with the medical school. Mm. They collaborated with the hospital. They now, uh, no, to uh, other research, they now have 125 people co- collectively in that research department contributing over $125 million easily to the economy in terms of wages and et cetera, et cetera, right? It's huge. That's a that's a that's a mill. That's like a small mill, in perpetuity, mm-hmm. bringing money, generating money. From there, now they do other things. They're going to build, develop the heart center, right? Yes. So the city gave them a million dollars. I think it was a million commitment to start this heart center. Yeah. Okay. To help start it. Again, that will start off with maybe thirty jobs, forty jobs, and grow from there on. Yes. But those type of decisions are made. Does anybody remember or care? Mm. No, but if we fail to um, uh, plow the snow fast enough or if we fail to uh, fix a, a light bulb or burnt out light somewhere, mm. you know, we'll, we look like a bunch of dummies. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, it's politics. I get it. It's politics, right? Mm. Uh, it's a different world. It it's a different world, different right? World. Yeah. Yeah. But you have a thick skin, right? They call me cement head, I think, sometimes. And, uh, yeah, I have a thick skin because the more you – it's a sporting thing. Remember how sports was so important? Mm. When you're in a game and you're playing with someone, when that one, that person starts razzing you or bugging you, you got two things you're going to do. You're either going to be intimidated or you're going to be inspired. Mm. So that The more you criticize me, the more I'm going to inspire me to smash you or to crush you as much as possible if I can. Yes. I like to choke people if I could, but I can't. <laughs> Understandable. Do you do, do you run? Do you like bike? Do you walk? What yes. do you do? Well, um, I played soccer, uh, competitive soccer until I was 45. Oh. Okay. And then at 45, I quit. Then I went to play basketball, competitive basketball until I was about 58. Nice. Wow. Then I went to uh, martial arts to about 60, well, till last year because I had to get a new hip. Mm. But when I was younger, I took a little boxing and a little uh, karate when I was about 17, 18. Very nice. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, sports is part of my life. I, I work out. 
I, I try to do as much as I can. I had a hip, hip replacement last year, mm. so it's been one year. So I'm starting to work myself back into shape. You know what I mean? Back into it. Yeah, you look fantastic. Thank you, thank mm. you, thank you. I'm gonna be 65 wow. in a couple months, so that's good. I'm trying to take care of myself. Yeah, life is good. You know, stress keeps you young. Mm. I think you need, you know, you, you need more stress maybe in your life. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I do the same thing. I let go of my um, like built up emotion stress at night on the bike. I have a spinner and I just paddle it away. I, I have to. You do it. Do you mm. do anything else? Do you do anything else at all? Uh, um, I do pull ups outside in the yard. I have some free weights at in the basement, but right now I just do body weight exercises. Okay, so what I would recommend if I could to you, mm. to be honest with you. Join something. Uh, we have a tremendous martial arts community in the city. I'll tell you right now, we have some of the best coaches and best facilities. And I, I'll tell you, every single person in martial arts that I know and boxing um, are teach values, teach friendship, teach you sports, but they teach you to be a good human yes. and to respect people, yes. but also to take care of yourself. Yeah, and they're been... very good. So whether you're going to MMA, Salat, Krav Maga, boxing, uh, fitness, whatever it is. Mm. The, the community in Thunder Bay is awesome in terms of something like that. So I, I would suggest you're a young guy. You know, it's good to do that. Just to relieve the stress with other people sometimes mm. is nice too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Choke somebody, right? Well, you choke or, or if you're hitting a heavy bag. <laughs> yeah. You know so what? I, you are right though. Like the discipline and the listening and the, like, the, I think it's really good for my kids. I have two boys. One is six. One is like a year. So once COVID is over, I think the older one will go. Well, you know what? I, I would start. The first thing I would start if I was me and I had small kids again, mm. I would start off as a wrestling as a base. Okay. Base is wrestling. Mm. Okay. And, and that's a great base. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can go to all kinds of sports. And your kid, I'll tell you, one thing that happens, he'll be disciplined. Yes. He'll be a polite person. He'll be respectful. Yeah. And he'll also be the type of guy that can handle himself. Yeah. In knows, life. Yes. Knows boundaries. Yep. Knows when not to go anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But get him a heavy bag, too. You can even hit a heavy bag at home if you want. You know, get the frustration out there. Yes. Hit it hard. <laughs> Michael, are you married? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Nine, nine years this year. Okay. What does your wife do? Uh, she's a creative designer. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. In, t in town? Yeah, or? she's an illustrator. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. She loves awesome. it. She's good. She helps well, us with Us by the Giant. It's a different podcast I run with Logan, and she does all the cover arts. Who's Logan? Logan is my co-host on the other show, the Us by the Giant. Logan. Do I know Logan? Mm, Logan Gran. I don't know if I know him. Mm. Hmm. Maybe. I think I know him. I'm not sure. Yeah. I sent you his... Yeah, he's younger than me. Yeah, yeah, he is. Is he? Was he in advertising before? Uh, not that I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you watch your other show then. I haven't, maybe you haven't seen that show. Send me a link. Yeah, I will. I will. You you know lots of people, right? I do, yes. I, I Sometimes I, I forget the names, you know. I can't remember all the names, right? And the faces, I, right? Yes, I get it. I get it. So, how was your Christmas gift from the city? The, the binder you got? How's that going? <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's kind of funny, right? It, it's it, it, here's what we hear all the time. Every time a budget, 
And, and I get it. Trust me, I get it. I was a business person. So one thing I hated was taxes, mm. paying taxes. I hate paying taxes as a business person because as a residential, you, 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 let's say you pay $500. As a business, you're double. Commercials, double. Yes. So you'll pay $1,000. So whatever you pay, it, you know, and I, I, have, I manage a few properties. I look after a few things. Okay. I made some good investments when I was younger. I worked hard. I learned from people. And one of the things that uh, someone said to me, which is very wise, I'm going to pass it on to you, mm. was um, work hard for your money and then make the money work for you. True. So you have to find things that will make the money work while you're working still. So I developed something called the monopoly theory. And I won't, t- I won't discuss it now because it'll take forever. Not, not for a cup of coffee. Mm. But anytime you want to sit down, it's going to cost you a cup of coffee and a scone. But I'm going to give you advice that will, I think, make you a lot more money than you're probably making right now. And you know what? Mm. I, all I want is a cup of coffee and a scone. Mm. That's it. Blueberry scone or just like plain? That's it. It's all yours. And I do the same thing myself. I, I, do the, I use my theory. I learned the hard way. I lost money. And then I, I decided to say to myself, okay, mm. I gave my money to the experts. They lost my money. It shows me that nobody really knows what's going on. So let me learn. So I went to learn. <sighs> and I, and I, and here's the, here's the other biggest flaw people make. You work so hard for your money. And then you say, okay, I'm going to give it to this person or that person. Mm. And you forget about it. Yeah. You forget about it. I, I, and I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't advise that, but it's not for everybody. What I'm going to tell you is not for everybody. For sure. So, you know, we'll yeah. sit down with coffee and I'll explain very simply. Yeah. I bring scones. Budget, getting back to the budget. Yeah. Um, so people, at, uh, you know, they always say, I don't want my taxes to go up, but I want all my services to be the same. I want everything to be the same. Don't cut anything. Mm-hmm. Don't cut nothing. So, and this is where I'm different from my personal side to my, my counselor side. Okay. My personal side says, hey, don't raise the taxes. Don't do anything like that because you might hurt people. People can't afford it. My counselor side says, if you're not, investing if you're not growing if you're not doing things for the city for the future mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. kill the city yeah you want to be a good politician do nothing don't make any decisions no one's going to complain but i'm not like this this is not me i've never been born like that okay mm-hmm. i'm not a politician anyway because if i was i'd be doing nothing i'd be sitting back saying you know what don't bring nothing forward <laughs> don't have nothing <laughs> controversial don't make statements Okay, because you won't get criticized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say, I, if I'm going to go down, I'll go down swinging. I'll go down on my terms and I'll make my mistakes, not somebody else. I'm not going to listen to somebody else and make their mistake. I'll make my own mistake. Mm. But I'm also going to do the research. I'm going to look at the facts. I'm going to look from all sides as much as I possibly can and then say, okay, I have to make a call. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I think people have to understand that. One of the big things about myself when I have a budget is I talk to people. I do the research. I say, okay, they want to cut some golf courses. Mm. Let me go talk to a couple of golfers. Let me go talk to people that work there. Let me talk to people in the area. Not to talk to just the generals. Let me talk to people who don't golf. Mm. Okay, and then I want to know, what's the impact? What is the impact? What is the cost for us to have this? But not just the money cost. What's the social cost? What's the health cost? What's the tourism cost? Yeah, What's the quality the of life cost? Yes. Because you have to weigh everything, not just the econ- like you know. That's why accountants they can tell you what's going on. Economists 
can tell you what happened, but they can't decide on what's going to happen in the future. Yes. And I think to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make a decision that I believe will be in benefit for the city in the long run. Mm. Short term might be painful, but long term, and I don't think about myself. I think about either my kids, my grandchildren, the people coming up, you know, and, and let's, let's make a community for them. And I guess the question is, we're not a city. We are a regional center. Mm-hmm. What does a regional center have to have or have to do to become the regional center in the area for all of Northern Ontario? Okay. When you start thinking like that, you start saying, okay, yeah. how do we attract? Now remember. Yeah. How do we, we keep we people here too? You have to keep them. Yeah. And how do you keep them? You don't keep them by having a nice road. You keep them by having things for them to do that, that enhance their quality of life, mm. right? Yes. That's why you're here, yeah. quality of life. So I always say to myself, what's going to enhance that quality of life? Is it going to be a road or is it going to be a facility mm. or, or, or something you can participate in or something you can do? Yeah. Now, you need a job. Obviously, you need a job, right? So we got a law school. We got a medical school. We have a great hospital. We have a university. We have a college. We have five of the main things you need for a regional center, right? And they're big drivers. They're big economic drivers. We have an airport. Yeah. We have a port. Yeah. We have a railway. We got the we mines. Our infrastructure. Yeah. We had people here from Portugal looking at some grain elevators before. Yeah. When they looked at the front of the of the port, they said, "We this port is worth billions of dollars to do today. Yeah. Billions, not millions." But we don't see that because mm-hmm. we see it every day. You understand what I'm saying? We forget all these things. We forget about, you know, how many people hired at the airport, how many people at the university, college. We forget that. We say there's no jobs. Mm. I, I want to strangle people when they say that. <laughs> there's trucking industries looking for about 150 truck drivers. Mm. We're looking for all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, healthcare workers in the healthcare field, right? Yeah, you're going to start at $18 or $15 an hour, but you're going to go up mm. and you're going to get paid more. Here's another problem with life. People say to me, I don't want to start at $15 an hour or $16 an hour. I say, well, listen, when I went to work somewhere, I went for a job. I was going at the Seafarers Union to work on the boats. Mm. Okay. You show up, you sit on a bench, and you wait all day. And the guy will call you and say, You got a job? You say, Is there a job? And at the end of the day, if you uh, don't get if he can call you, you go home. Yes. So I went there for like four days in a row. So I'm sitting down, I was a young kid, I was about 18, 19. I went there, sat down, waited, no job, I left, came back the next day. Mm. So the guy's looking at me and look at me eight hours a day. I'm there every day, right? Finally, he comes in and goes, give me a, 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 a thing to clean the toilet. He goes, go clean the toilet. I want you to clean the toilet. I said, sure. I want to clean the toilet, came back. Next day, I got the job. Mm. Okay? What he was doing was saying, he was testing me, right? Yes. A, 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 am I here just, you know, for... The money, or am I here to be a worker? What 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 are my skills? Mm. Well, my skills are obviously patience, you know, stubbornness, persistence. Yeah. So, you, you know, you look at success in life. I look at the main ingredients, and when you do an interview, here's a good tip for people: when you do an interview, when you go for an interview, mm. what I look for are two things mainly. The one word is yours: is persistence. Is this guy a persistent? Have they been persistent in their life? I didn't have to keep going, but more importantly. And you said it earlier. Mm. Passion. Yeah. Passion. 
Nobody asks you about passion in interviews nowadays. No. Right? And and uh, it's kind of funny. It Not on funny. my show. I always ask about passion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's because you have passion for the show, right? Yes, and it's it true. Across. Yes. It comes across. Listen. Mm. You're a good guy there. I can tell already because you got a you got an aura. You know what I mean? You got an aura. Mm. Uh, you know, you're 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 good. You're good. You're, we need more people like you. You care. Mm. You're kind. You you're you're concerned about the community. You know, you're the type of guy that, that makes the community better. You're, you're not a complainer. You're, you're, you 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 want to do things to make things better. Yeah, we want to inspire. You know? Yes. yes. Hey, can I tell you the black box theory? Sure. Okay. Because I want your listeners to listen to this. Mm. Okay, so. The black box theory is not the theory where the plane goes down and check for the black box. That's not the black box theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black box theory is I come to you. You have a business. I come to you for a job. You're a nice guy. I, you're my first boss. I'm excited. You hire me. Mm. You pay me $10 an hour. I'm super excited. I'm getting $10 an hour. I think it's fantastic. I'm the happiest guy in the world. The next day I show up. I'm all excited. You say to me, Hey, Aldo, here's Tony. Tony's going to show you around. And he's going to explain what you have to do and this and that. I go, great. This is fantastic. Now, Tony's been there for 25 years. He hates the boss. He thinks he's being ripped off. So what's he going to tell me when I'm walking around? He takes me and brings me into the black box. The boss is an idiot. Mm. We're only making $10. We're getting ripped off. We he should be making more. You down. So how do, you, how do you get around that? Mm. You sit the person down mm. as the owner of the business or as a person hiring. You say, hey, here's the black box theory. When a person tells you something negative, and this might happen, this might happen, this might happen, a bell should go off in your head. Bing. And they should be aware that that person is trying to take you into the back box. Mm. Once you make the new person aware of that, they have a way of fighting that off. If not, they slowly get sucked in to that, that, that atmosphere. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a little tip. No, it's true. It's true. It's like, uh, you could say frequencies. It's just like it connects and then it just goes all the same. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What do you think about uh, the console right now? You know, you've been in there now two years now. You you are at large. Yeah, two years. Um, Lots of changes, lots of new people. It's going good. I love it. I love it. Mm. Even though we have differences of opinion, and we're, you know, sometimes we're split seven six seven six on different issues. I'm going to say this: every single one of those counselors around that table cares about what's going on. Good. Okay, in their own way, maybe they don't express as much. Some are quieter. The good thing about that is you have diversity around the table. Mm. Okay, diversity. So that's good. When you have diversity, you get different thoughts coming in from all areas, right? Yes. Um, I think we have a good mayor, an excellent mayor. The guy, honestly, his experience at the provincial level yes. helps us tremendously. And behind the scenes, like you have to remember, when we go to, into meetings, we have our in-camera meeting, the private meetings first before council, right? Mm. And when we have those meetings, we have discussions about big issues. Having that experience around the table is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Having young people is tremendous. Mm. Having women is tremendous. Having seniors is tremendous. Mm. Having middle-aged people is tremendous. Can we use more diversity? Absolutely. But you just don't give it to a person. You have to go out and earn it. Mm -hmm. You have to earn it. And be like me in a sense, like I I spent six years not giving up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you want something, you'll get it. Yeah, so many people would have said after two times, okay, that's it for me, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. 
So, you know, yeah, but the council's good. They, they, we make, we think about things. Here's the, here's the sad part or the, the, the part that really bothers us. Sometimes you get legal advice, right? You always get legal advice on certain issues. And when you get legal advice, they say to you, hey, listen, if anybody speaks on this, you're going to put the city at risk. Mm. And you can put the city in a lawsuit position, whatever, whatever that is, whatever the issue is, right? Sure. So who wants to put the city at risk, right? Nobody wants to do that. So we say, okay, you know what? Sometimes we want to say a lot. Mm. But if a lawyer, a city lawyer tells you something, you usually follow it. Yeah, you if can't you do it. You, you, you're doing your own risk. You're risking a lot and you're risking the city. And I, I don't mind risking my own, my own skin, mm. but I don't want to risk the city. You know what I mean? That's not fair to people. I respect that. You know, yeah. It is, you. it is what it is. Yeah. I get it. So what, what's the big tickets on the budget this year? Well, uh, as you know, we're trying, we got COVID. Obviously, then we got the COVID issue, right? Obviously, the big COVID issue and the impact of COVID. So uh, administration was tasked with bringing our budget in at 2%, no more than 2%. Okay. Okay. It was going to be probably higher. Right, mm. but COVID costs and the what's happened with COVID has certainly impacted our revenue and the way we operate on things, right? Yeah, and the way construction things are happening. And and you know yourself, the, I don't know if you know or not, but I just went to buy wood. Mm. Okay, and one piece cost me eight dollars for a piece of wood, <laughs> which was normally four dollars. Another piece, which was normally probably two dollars, cost me four dollars. Right? I've heard so it. Yeah. Materials have gone through the roof. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a bad time to be building anything, mm. in a sense, right? It's true. Uh, however, But the cost is the cost of COVID though is covered from like on provincial and yes. federal, right? Yes, provincial and federal have given us money. Yeah. The first time, right? Mm. They gave us like seven or eight million, eight million dollars, I think it was. Okay. Which was fantastic, and God bless them, whoever you are, uh, you know, Trudeau and uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Doug Ford. Doug Ford. Yeah. Two great, two good. You know what I'm going to tell you? Mm. A lot of people criticize both of them, but I got to say, uh, you know, handling an epidemic like that, where there's a lot of information that we don't really get, that's not given to us because they get it from behind the scenes. Yeah. And they have to make calls. And, uh, you know, you can criticize all you want, but, you know, they're trying to do the best they can for us. Whether you're conservative, whether you're liberal, mm -hmm. I respect both of them for what the way they handled it. Yes. And, yeah, they're going to make mistakes. But overall, I think that, uh, you know, they're doing a good job. And mm -hmm. the fact that they came out with these uh, programs uh, to help businesses, to help individuals, that was, I know it's going to cost us in the long run. Mm. But if they didn't do that, we'd be in a disaster. This would be a disaster. Yeah, people would have lost everything. We lost, and people would have been, there's been riots in the streets. You know what I mean? Yes. So uh, God bless them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say this, um, Michael, you asked about the budget. One of the good things that this council and past council has done is we put money away in our, our tax stabilization fund. Okay. We had $14 million put away. Okay. $14 million put away for things that are unexpected, whether it's a flood whether it's COVID, whether it's something else, whatever. Thank God we did that. Mm. Thank God. Okay? And people always criticize that saying, you know, if there's a, like when the tax bill comes and sometimes there's a surplus of taxes at the end of the year because we didn't use it for one reason or another. Yeah. Maybe a project came in under or something didn't get done. Yeah. We take that money 
and we put in a stabilization fund. Mm -hmm. So people were saying, hey, we should take that money and give it back to the taxpayer. But we said, hey, keep it there in case something unexpected comes because it's 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 10 times harder to go to the taxpayer and say, hey, we need another 2% after you tax them. Yes. So having that as an ace in our pocket is, is fantastic going to a budget like we're going into now. Mm. But every budget is going to be hard. Every decision is going to be tough. We're going to argue. We're going to debate. We're going to try to do what's best. At the end of the day, we're going to be respectful. We're going to be civil. And the majority is going to win. Whatever majority votes for a certain project or decides to get rid of something, they win. We move on. Mm. That's how it works. And, and do it respectfully. Yes, I agree. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. It's good to voice your opinion, but respectfully. Absolutely. So two, I talked to Shelby a little bit, and 2% for the city actually means like they don't take, like it's almost like a, at a loss. Is that correct? Like it's like it wouldn't even cover everything. No, yeah. no. And I think what will happen uh, is that someone might put a resolution to take some money out of that tax stabilization fund to help, mm. you know what I mean, because of the issues, right? Yeah. And I, I, I know that I might do that. I might, Unless somebody in Ross has got the resolution in already, mm. I might say, hey, take $2 million from the tax stabilization fund. Yeah. Just because we have the money there, it's supposed to be used for emergency type of things. And I think this is an emergency because, um, you know, we don't know. The first year, the, the governments gave us $8 million. But this year, we don't know. We've got $1.5 left over, something like that. Mm. Will they give us more money? We don't know that. That we don't know, right? Yes. So we're waiting to hear. It's like, it's like when you run a household, right? You have to have – you save some money or the washing machine goes down, you know, you or the dryer or whatever dies. You you just have some flexibility. And you have to have that fund for a rainy day, right? Yes. Yeah. And the difference is, though, here's the difference, Mike. And, and we use the analogy of a house a lot of times, right? Mm. People will say to us, that project went over budget. I say, you're right. But And then I say to them, hey, have you built a house, Michael? Have you ever built a house? I wish. No, I have not. Okay, I built the house. Okay. Most of my friends have built the house. We built Beautiful. the house. Well, but watch this. Mm. I'm over budget. I'm over time. I make mistakes. Things happen. Yes. Okay. And every single one of my friends is in the same position. They say, I'm going to build a house for this much money. <laughs> you more money than you think, okay? <laughs> you think it's going to be finished in three months? It takes you six months. Yes. Okay. So the city is no different sometimes. You know, like everyone tells me, well, the, you know, the private sector could do it for better, cheaper, faster. Mm. Yes, in some things it can. But in majority of things, private sector is just like the public sector in some cases. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. You just They're don't know either. Exactly. Yeah, you don't. Ask I... me about consultants. <laughs> yeah. You want me to ask you about consultants? Yes. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about consultants, Aldo? Thank you very much. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> consultants. I, I break the down word, the word down to con and insult. Consult. Okay, those are two words. Um, here's the funny part about, about consultants because we're getting blasted by the public. Why are we using so many consultants? Right. Yes. Well, years ago, we didn't use consultants. We used administration mm -hmm. and we used internally people to make decisions. Right. Guess what happened? The public said, "Why are you listening to those guys? You're paying them." What, get somebody who knows what's going on. Go get an expert. Yeah. Right? So we go get a consultant. You get a consultant. They say, why are you getting a consultant? Use the guy inside the house. He's an expert. In this day and age, 
And here's what's happening, like, as you know, as most of us know, insurance companies, liability has now gone off the deep end in terms of sanity. Mm. Okay, they've gone insane. Okay, they want coverage above and beyond. When you build something now, especially if you're a city, make sure you got this, 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 this. What if somebody eats the light bulb? Make sure it's covered with this, this, this. Like they, they, you know, okay. the liabilities is through the roof. So as a city, what would normally cost 100000 costs you 300000 Wow. Times you're trying to, but a private individual could say, you know what? Yeah, I could do it for less. Yeah, because mm. you got no liability. You're not going to have 2,000 people going through your house every day or through whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing we have is that we're in Ontario. We have strong unions, unions in Ontario. We have uh, higher costs, it seems, in Ontario. So if people compare us for buildings in Edmonton or Calgary or where they, they, they don't have unions or they have different ways of doing things, different materials, costs. Yes. We're so not comparing apples to app oranges, right? Like it's, it's frustrating sometimes. Mm. When, we, when we talk about consultants, in this day and age, you have to use them because the, if you don't use them, they'll say, well, you might have a liability if something goes wrong. But yes. we went to a consultant now who's an expert. So if there's something wrong, now it's the consultant's fault, not the city. Mm-hmm. We don't have the liability sometimes. And that's why we sort of use them a little more than we have to. Plus, we're not experts in every single field in the world. We can only hire so many people, right? Yeah. And I think the perspective of an outside opinion is a good idea too because you can be as good as you are, but sometimes people judge. If you're inside, it's always like, I, I don't know. Well, it's like looking in the mirror. Should I trim my beard? Should I shave? Mm. Should I grow it? You should grow it out. You could tell other people what to do, right? <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> but when it comes to yourself, you, 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 get, you don't know because you're, 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 you're too close. Mm. Did, you, uh, did you ever trim beards? Are yeah, you- absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good. Nice. That's actually quite easy. Is it? Yeah. Huh. I haven't trimmed mine for three years. Really? Yeah. I can show you how to do it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, if I see you when this COVID thing is over, mm. I'll show you how to do it. I haven't done one in a couple of years now because I have been I've been retired for ten years. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I can show you how. Okay. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? You said you wanted to interview me too. Yeah, I do. I want to find out more about you because how did you start this? How did you start this? Oh, uh, we started with Asked by the Giant, with Logan, and we like we we were two people that talked at the water cooler, and then we were like thinking, oh, this is really good. We are we we can talk, and we thought it's interesting enough, and then we did a couple episodes with no people, no guests, and then we started to feature small businesses in just one hour. How did you start your business? Why? And how did you get there? And then just some space news and Tesla at the end. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, and how did you start this one? Like, why this one? I talked this, to this, after, this. after the good question, Aldo. After a year, I sat Logan down and we said, hey, what, where are we? Right? We reassessed. And I said, I want to do more. And he said, I'm good. How it is? And I said, can I do my own show? And he said, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> what's the future what's the future hold? what are you going to do future I'm going to have a studio somewhere downtown I record a show a day with people from Thunder Bay through the community people that come in 
for a concert at the auditorium, whatever. They play a band. They have an event at some event center, whatever. And then just like one show a day, pump them out. Highlight what we have here, you know, various backgrounds. Anybody can come on the show. Wow. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. The city does need something like that. That's awesome. Mm. Hey, you know, why don't you come to City Hall some night on a Monday night? Sit down and watch what's going on because it's a, it's a different world when you're there. I've, you know I mean? Yes. This is a good idea. I've watched some live stream sometimes. Yeah. It's not the same, eh? No, not the same at all, honestly. Mm. It isn't the same. You, you, lose a, you lose a lot. Like, you know, the video thing is one thing, but there is a lot, a lot lost in translation when you have a lot of people and there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you can't see, facial expressions, because they'll, mm. they'll show you, but they won't show the guy behind you who just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you say that? I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but right now it's closed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't. We're not supposed to go in, and we yeah. won't go in yeah. unless Monday night. I mean, Friday night, if they get rid of the ban, mm. then we can show up. You know what I'm saying? Ah, the yeah, 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 the lockdown. We do have screens there, like plastic screens mm-hmm. between us. Yeah, I've seen and that. I, and yeah, and personally, myself, I like to show up rather than doing it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I had a lousy connection. I re- just realized that my um, what do you call it? That thing downstairs, um, it's whatever it is, it hooks up the, the, the internet. The router. <laughs> The router mm. was 15 years old. Oh, wow. I was, on, I was on the lowest stream. So when I was streaming from home, it it was going across crazy. I was coming across like some nutcase. That's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. Yeah, well. Yeah, you know, things you don't know and you learn. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Hey, you, you travel a lot. I'm sorry? You travel a lot? Travel? Uh, I used to. More like since I've been here, I've been sticking around because I like it. I've been to Kenya, been to Mexico. In Europe, there's no distance, right? So, like, we went to Amsterdam, uh, we went to Cannes, you know, but just not Kenya. F- Tell me about Kenya, Kenya, because yeah, I was in Africa before and I just I want to go to Kenya and Tanzania. Mm. Uh, no. Yeah, Kil- Kilimanjaro. Bah. Like I saw it from the airplane, unbelievable! Like what a landscape. But we we landed in Mombasa, and I've, I think I explained it a little bit before. So uh, life changing event, really. Like okay. you know that what you see, uh, and I was like I was like sixteen, and you know we drove. Oh, wow. Yeah, we drove through the downtown, you know, to where we stayed, and it's just like, what a dip. Oh, with a bunch of guys? Were you with a bunch of people or just family? Yeah. Family. Mm. Okay. Cool. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it was like a last-minute trip, you know. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was just in South Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, Ooh. and uh, um, what's another place that I went? Botswana. Ooh. Okay. On, on a safari, uh, a couple of safaris there. That about two years ago, last year, I can't even remember now. But in Botswana. They have a reserve mm. that has probably a game reserve, whatever it's a wild, probably has a hundred and something thousand elephants. Wow. It was crazy. It was like, you know, like in some of the countries, you couldn't see, an, it's hard to see an elephant. They'd be in the bush or in the, you know, off the road, right? Yeah, yeah. But one, you turn a corner and there's, there's an elephant. It's crazy. It's, 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 yeah. How, how did you feel meeting an elephant? Honestly? They they are so big and strong. It's unbelievable. And you're with the you're in a car like a, not a car but like a 
like I like a, a cru- one of those cruisers, right? Mm. With levels, and you get you park, and the elephant looks at you and comes towards you. Someone would come towards you, mm. and stop a few feet away from you. But when you're driving, sometimes they come out of the bush and they just miss it. Yeah, and I'm going, holy Jesus! <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's 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 scary because this is the wild. This is not uh, mm. the, it, you got nothing between you and the elephant, you know, and the, and the driver. He's pretty calm. I mean, these guys are professionals. They're, they're fantastic. Mm. But even they run into situations which are unexpected sometimes. If an elephant just for some reason charges out of the bush and you happen to be on the road, goodbye truck or boom, you know? That's it. Yeah. yeah. If, if we saw a couple of lions fighting each other, you know, and chasing mm. one lion and trying to kill it. And yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was an experience. And that, that's why I want to go back. I want to go to, to – uh, Kenya and Tanzania now to to go see their mm-hmm. what they have to offer. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a beautiful country, but I want to. I feel like I would want to help so much. Well, you know, it's again where the quality of life. We are here and we complaining about something like, oh, and you know, there's like we have such a good life here. You know, I I, I can get into it. I can get into a lot of stuff about poverty, uh, addictions. Um, racism crime i could talk about all that but every time you say something you know it starts a whole different discussion Mm -hmm. there's so many wonderful people and organizations out there helping people and then you'll get people that say the city's doing nothing or nobody's doing nothing nobody's helping these people and then the reality is there are hundreds, if not thousands, of good people out there mm. helping people, but they don't know about it. That's the only difference. They don't know about it. Or people have a tendency to believe whatever someone says to them sometimes. But you have to understand, yeah. sometimes people have mental illness, people are addicted or, or uh, have you know drug addictions or alcohol addictions. Sometimes they say whatever they want to say mm. to get, a, get advantage or to get more help or to get whatever. But the reality sometimes does not match what they're saying. So when you listen to a story, you got to listen to all sides. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I I hear people, I hear all kinds of stories, and I say to myself all the time, okay, what's the other side? Mm-hmm. What is the whole story? What's the whole story? Yeah, that's a good perspective. Yeah, and, and and if you're the hospital, you hear these stories about what happens at the hospital. Well, the hospital can't say anything due to privacy. Mm. Due to the police, you can't say nothing due to privacy. I'll tell you one thing, those privacy laws weren't there and they could speak, it'd be a whole different world mm. and a whole different discussion and a whole different viewpoint. Yeah. You know? Where, where do you see Thunder Bay in five, ten years? Five or ten years. I think this city is going to be one of the highlights in Canada. Mm. And I think people are going to laugh when I say that. They might, But I see it from a different perspective. I think that we have so many people coming here from other countries, from other cities, and they love it. Mm. I go and walk on the waterfront, okay? Anytime I see a, a person from India or from another country, I approach them. I go, hey, how you doing? My first question, how do you like it here? Mm. They love it. Yes. They love it. They think it's the best, fantastic place. And these are people, I said, what about the crime? Did you know this is the murder capital of Canada? They go, I didn't know that. Mm. I said, how many people do you think got killed? They go 500, 1,000, mm-hmm. you know, the crime capital of Canada. What, how many? 500, 1,000, 200, 300? I go eight. Mm. They start laughing. I go eight. Mm. 
Guess how many random murders there were? Zero. You know what I'm saying? You got to put things in perspective. But there's the problem, right? Okay, we had eight murders. So what we should do in the communication department is say, okay, what what was the reason for the murders? Was it drugs, alcohol, addiction? Uh, was it uh, uh, mad husband with a wife or something? What happened? What happened? What yeah. are the details? Give us the details so we understand a little more. You don't have to mention names. You don't have to do that. Just say, okay, eight were drug-related or five were drug-related, three were alcohol involved one was whatever mm. you know let us know so we can break it down so it doesn't cause fear you know what i mean yeah fear is not good fear is no good but people love fear people love to, to, to promote that yeah because it works for some right well it gets attention right yes 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 but you i feel the same i feel like now with the pandemic COVID is happening, you know, people in big cities are reevaluating. You can work remotely, you can go somewhere where it's smaller, it's safer. We've been lucky here so far. It's recently it's been not so good, but it's like we we are not like a thousand cases a day. So you know we, we, we have been good. I, I, I have to give a shout out to our local city facility, senior home. They had a, a breakout, they had two people. That had COVID workers, I guess. Mm. But they had no deaths. And they've had a really good. They kept it under control. And uh, I think they lifted the restrictions now, which is really good. Mm. Uh, I know other senior homes have had deaths and things like that. And fortunately, that's yeah. terrible. It is. But, uh, you know, we've been... I'll say this. I see people out and about. And the vast majority are respectful. They wear their mask. They, they're doing the right things. And I think that that's kudos to them for doing that. We still have some non-believers, whatever. But uh, mm. I wish they would sign a waiver saying if they got COVID, they would they 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 do not they're uh, refusing treatment. I want them to sign a waiver saying they we won't take treatment. <laughs> yeah, it's complex. What what are you going to do in two years, Aldo? I, I'm going to I'm going to reevaluate my life. Okay. It'll in two years' time will be election time. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking about not running. Uh, because I, I put in 16 years. I, I hope that by then it's a long time. we'll have the waterfront trail done yeah. or started at least. Mm -hmm. And two, I'm working on with a group, the Lincoln Social Planning Council, and now we've just uh, brought in the Ontario president for Tiny Homes. We're working on a project. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, we've been working on this project for about two years now. It's a great idea. Want, yeah, the city is going to be involved, and we're going to start with a pilot project. We're very excited. Uh, we still have a you know ways to go into. We, we got the property identified. Um, we're looking at uh, the partners, who they're going to be, etc. We have to look at supportive services. Mm. The, the point is though, and this is important. You get the idea. It doesn't happen like that. Okay. In in private business, I'm used to private business. I'm used to things going like this. This I make the decision. You want this done? Do it today. Do it. Boom. Done. Yeah. But when you're in, when you're in city hall, first of all, you need seven votes. You got to, you know, get the consultation from the public. You got to go through routine, have several this, go through this process. And by the time you do that, then you have to apply for grants, fill out the application, yeah. show, show the research, do your studies, whatever, and, and then you can do it. Mm. So it's not a, it's not a blasted out there, right? Um, but there's so many wonderful things that are happening 
and, and I say I'm very optimistic about the future because I, I think like this thing about murder capital, I think in five years time, it's going to go down, down, down. Mm. Our addiction rates, I think are going to go down, down, down. Racism in our city is going down, down, down. If you think about it, um, you know, we had the, the inquest for the kids. Seven kids died in 2012. Yeah. We had the inquest, I think it was 2012. But you know what no one ever mentions? In the last eight years, no, no kid has died in the river. Nobody has been in the river. Nobody. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Nobody died in the river. Okay. Yeah. There's been no other deaths of any high school students in the river, mm. which shows that things have changed. Some things have changed. People have put things in place to make sure it doesn't happen. Will mm. it happen again? Who knows? Hopefully not. Mm. Hopefully not, right? Yeah. But there are things in place to make sure that those type of things do not happen ever again. Mm. And racism... Um, it's a big issue in our city because it's a big elephant. Nobody wants to talk about it because if you say something, mm. you know, I'm a white privileged guy, spoiled rotten, uh, born with a silver spoon. I've got all the privileges. And, and if I say something, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. And, and so you don't want to say anything because it's not it's just a white privileged guy speaking. But I will say this. But not everybody, but there's a lot of people in our city that are trying to make it better for everybody. They're trying to do whatever they can. And whether they're white, black, red, blue, brown, they're all trying. Yes. They're all trying. Everybody's trying. However, we still have a segment of our population, a small segment, that still is ignorant and doesn't understand it. Mm. But by not talking about it and by not educating people, by not putting this thing front and center and having a discussion, a, a true discussion, these people still believe what they believe. Mm. But if you get them talking about it, maybe you can educate them. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah. At least you try, right? Talking about but it is good. We're doing the conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Talking is never going to hurt you. But you yeah. have to have a platform where you can say what you openly express yourself. Then. People will know where you are, where you stand, and where you are in terms of education, mm -hmm. right? And I'll say this, and this is true. When the immigrants came here in the 50s and 60s, they knew nothing about indigenous relationships, nothing. Mm -hmm. they, they came from another country. They couldn't speak the language. So my father, what's he going to know, right? And, and in school, nobody took anything in school because there was no courses. Yeah. I've learned more in the last 14 years about indigenous relations from not only the, the city, but from courses and, and from the people on the street that I knew my whole life. And it's changed my whole perspective on certain things. It's, it's made me understand 10 times more. Mm. Without discussion, and discussion has been, I think, curtailed now. If, I think you agree with me there. Nobody could talk about it, right? Unless, you know, because you, 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 you can't seem to have that discussion in an open, frank way and, and get it on the table and... I think in I think in the last little while we we've as as a city we have it we have it addressed and we have recognized that there's a problem. Yes. And I think that's like the first step and now I think it comes down to everybody, every single body to like talk about it just like you said. And to educate yourself too. I think people have to understand it takes time. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I wish we could do it in one second. I wish we could say hey, boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah, But in five years' time, this city is going to be one of the best places for all people to live yeah. and work. Okay? Because the things are in place. Now the culture is starting to work. It's starting to grow. It's starting to develop. Mm. And, you know, 
I, I think it's great. We have great indigenous partners out there working with us. Uh, Fort William uh, First Nations, uh, Chief Collins is absolutely awesome in what he's doing, mm. how he works with uh, everybody. Atawa, great job. There's a lot of, uh, you know, different indigenous organizations that are in the city, uh, you know, creating jobs, creating uh, uh, housing, doing great projects. Yep. And so that's wonderful to see. Good. You know what I'm you have a painting behind you too, right? That's like indigenous yeah, artwork, yeah, well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's uh, Boy Scout Gamic. I don't know if you can see it or not. It's beautiful. Boy Scout Gamic. But if you go through my house, this mm. is. Uh, let's turn this on. Oh. Can you see that there? I yeah, can I can see it. Yeah, wow. That's uh, Boy Scout Gamic there too. Oh, I love it. Um, here, I'll just go over here. Hold on. Might as well show you this one. Mm. This is uh, Ricky Wyland. Wow. Okay, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It is. Ooh. Look at that one. This one, uh, where are we here? It's too dark. Let me get the light here. Okay, this is Koi uh, Skakiamic 2. Wow. Okay. What is that? Yeah, is, that got, is that a fish? Uh, it's, a, it's a turtle fish. Ah. No, it's a fish, but it's a... Uh, that's a fish. It's got a number of uh, elements in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. But the fish, the bear, the different different things. In I love it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, he's got he's got great stuff. Like I said, mm-hmm. his style is very interesting. Eh? Yes. He's got an interesting style. I love the traditional, the indigenous yeah. art style. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. There's something interesting too. This was from Africa, though. Oh. Kinda cool. Eh? <laughs> That's good. You know, we, but when we when we travel and we and like we travel a lot, uh, we always pick up one thing mm-hmm. to to sort of uh, you know remember the trip because I, I learned this from a friend of mine from Halifax. He said uh, we were going to uh, to Sweden to pick up a car. Yeah, uh, and um, we're on this trip and there was a little Santa Claus, a little thing like this, a little trinket, eh? Yeah. He goes, it was two bucks. He goes, let's buy it. Let's buy one each. I go, why? He said, what about this? He goes, that little trinket, five years from now, when you put it on the tree, you're going to remember this trip and you're going to remember me. Yes. You know what? He was right. And those are the little things in life, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm starting to appreciate life so much, so much. As you get older, you, you appreciate things so much more, honestly. it's That's why it frustrates me and angers me sometimes when when people are not not understanding how lucky we are to be in this country, they still don't understand it. Mm. They still don't understand it. There's food for everybody. Yeah. There's clothing for everybody. Yeah. We won't have a house for everybody, but we can certainly uh, have a place for someone to stay. Mm-hmm. It may not be the best place in the world, but it's a place. In some countries, you can't get that. Yes. You know, so I I I stand behind those words one hundred percent. I like it. I like it. One, I have one more question. I usually ask this every single uh, guest, and then I let you go because we're like we're a little bit over the time oh here. God. The um, sleep schedule, like you are very you are very active and you're very like driven, and you like you work out and you 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 are healthy. Do you is, is sleep important for you? It's very important, extremely important. But I find that I go to bed usually around 12 o'clock. 
Okay. Try to get, I try to get to bed before 12, right? Mm-hmm. If I could sleep seven to eight hours, I'm very happy. But during the night, I probably get up once. Lately, sometimes I begin up around five o'clock in the morning. I get these crazy dreams. They're so real. They're fantastic. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is unbelievable. Mm. This happened to me more than once. They're so real. Mm. But here's one thing that's important. More, this is really good. This is a good tip for you, okay? My kids bought me a pillow, okay? Mm. And this pillow cost me like, a lot of money. It was like $150 or $200, whatever it cost for this pillow. Mm. It's the best pillow I ever had in my life. I, my head hits that thing. <laughs> and I swear to God, it sinks into it and it does something to my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you out. I'm out. Mm. But also the bed. But we bought an, we bought one of these beds. You, you came in a, in a box and you oh. open the box and it expands. The foam bed? Honestly? Yeah. I've, I've never slept so well and deep in my life than that bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, is, it makes a big difference in my life. So, I mean, it's expensive, I think. But, well, only, yeah, that's a couple hundred bucks there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That's I good. try to sleep when I can, you know. Everybody else. Yeah, good. Do you sleep? Uh, I try to, like, I do. I try to do before midnight, but lately I've been pushing it until one, and then I get up, like, at six, seven. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, we can. But things need to be get done, right? Yeah, well. I can get away with it because I exercise a lot. So yeah. the body has a, a little bit more energy, maybe. I don't know. When I get yeah. tired, one eye is really small and one <laughs> eye is bigger. And I was like, then I know, oh, I got to take a break. I don't know how you do it. I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. As you get older, it's harder and harder to do, man. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. But you know, Vince Mirabelli bought uh, this, this studio here. It's in my basement. He bought us an espresso machine. Really? Yeah, he did. He, and he donated to the show. He said, this is it. Here you go. And he didn't tell me what it is. He just sent it to me. He says, this is for your guests and your show. So now we wow. have... Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. You know, Vince is my, uh, my cousin. His mother, his grandmother and my grandmother were sisters. I didn't know. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't know. Wow. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. is. He's, he's such a big... Uh, person and like what he does for the community is so big yeah. Mm. yeah and you know what again there's a guy he doesn't have to do what he's doing he's doing it and and you know he, he still gets criticized you know people always trying to find something to take him down the guy's doing an amazing job mm. he's great for the community we need we need champions we need warriors to, more people like that to get out there and it doesn't have to be sometimes big contributions or anything like that but doing little things it's mm-hmm. not I love to see that. I, I, you know what? God bless him. God bless anybody that does something good. You know? I agree. That's wise words. I love it. Okay. Uh, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. You know what? This was very nice. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, Aldo. I really appreciate getting to know you a little bit, seeing how you got where you are now. And I appreciate you are serving the city and you, you know, you evaluating for the greater cause and you're driving this community to greatness and you see what we can do. Yeah, I'm trying, you know what? And to be fair, I do make mistakes. I'm human, but uh, you know what? If you don't make mistakes, that means you're not moving forward. You know what I mean? Yes. That means you're doing nothing. Yes, yeah. I agree again. No. Okay, Aldo, I wish you a wonderful night, and I'm going to cut off the recording. Okay, thank you very much, Michael. Enjoy, and have a great year, okay? I will. All and the it, best. And talk Take to you care. again soon. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.